Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. Check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code UNDERMINE for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code UNDERMINE for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Osiris. Welcome to Undermine Season 4, Episode 10. Does that sound right, RJ? We've done 10 of these? It's absolutely right. It's number 10. Lucky number 10. (laughs) Well, uh, welcome to Lucky Number 10. I'm Tom Marshall, your fish tour guide, as we travel back in time to Destination 1.0. This season, we'll be visiting several shows from the early and mid-90s on Fish's Road to the Tour that changed everything. What tour was that, RJ? Um, it was fall 1996, right? <laughs> Add one no, to no, no. You're always off yeah, by yeah, one. Yeah, oh, 1997, right, right. Yeah, yes. that's the one. 97. And when we, are, when we arrive there in fall 1997, we'll stop and look at every single show of that tour on that show's anniversary. We're honored to be your companion on this ride as we go back and listen to these groundbreaking shows. And my co-host for today is Osiris co-founder and HF Pod host, RJB. How you doing, RJ? Hey, I'm good, Tom. I'm good. I have to say, Tom and I were together in Burlington, Vermont this past weekend. We we had a, an event celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Waterwheel Foundation. We heard some amazing music. We had some great, great conversations. Um, that was a fun, it was a fun weekend. It really was a great weekend. So much music. And uh, you did great on stage interviewing, uh, you know, notable people with Waterwheel, like uh, Beth Monturi Rawls, and also uh, Amy was there. Uh, yeah. who, who you also recently spoke with on this yeah. podcast, but it was great. It was, it was great. really fun, really fun. Um, and so today we're going to talk about a, a show that uh, one of the most celebrated shows of the of the 1.0 era. I mean, that's sort of the theme for these 25 shows they're leading up to fall 97. But we're talking about 622.94 from Columbus, Ohio. Um, that's where I went to college. If I was three years older, I would have been at this show, but um, I wasn't. I was I was too young. There was but, an age um, limit. There was, an there, age was limit. there was. Um, but but luckily, we have a guest who was there. He has very strong feelings about 
about this show and and about 1.0 fish. It's going to be really fun. And Tom will tell us about him. I actually got to spend some time with him uh, recently, but he's a great guy. Tom will tell us more about Scott Gray in a second. But first, if you've been enjoying this season of Undermine, please consider subscribing to Apple Osiris Premium. Um, if you go into the Apple Podcast app, you can see subscribe. It's four ninety nine a month. You get ad free podcasts, bonus episodes, and more. Helps support what we're doing here at Osiris. Okay, Tom, can you tell us about Scott? I will. He's in. He's in the waiting room, and we're going to let him in in a moment. But as by way of introduction, I will say I believe he also has the distance record. I mean, we've been talking to people in different time zones. We're on the East Coast, and we talk frequently to California. There's a lot of California fish fans. But never have we spoken to Botswana, Africa, have we, RJ? (laughs) Not that I know of. (laughs) Not that I know of. That's where my friend Scott Gray is right now. He's one of my best friends. Um, We met through fish, actually through Fantasy Tour, when uh, people wanted to get Trey a new Ross compressor back in 2008. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. So he architected that whole thing, and then we met, and we stayed in touch, and we've seen fish a bunch together ever since. Uh, but he also loves sailing, and we've sailed together many times, San Francisco, Thailand, and then recently with you and Trey in the Virgin Islands, RJ. It was but, so fun. Yeah, more on that later. Let's bring him in from the waiting room. Um, and uh, here is Scott Gray. There he is, Scott. Hi. Hey, how are you? Okay, how are you doing? Uh, just incredible. Uh, really nice to see you. Way over there on the other side of the earth, I guess. <laughs> I'm wearing sunglasses because I think I got pink eye here in Africa. Whatever floats around in the air here, like I think it caused some pink eye. Yeah, we, don't, don't, want, we don't want it, so keep those on. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not the weed in Africa. No, no, it can't yeah. be that. No. You'd be arrested, right? Huh? Yeah, you still be arrested here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, don't do that because that, you know, actually that wouldn't be out of character hearing that <laughs> Scott was arrested in Africa. Um, okay. Scott, you and I met on Fantasy Tour. And at the time in the early 2000s, you were a legend with your storytelling. And people relished hearing your incredible tales, always uh, well-written and hugely funny with titles like I suck at jobs, or I suck at, well, you can fill in the blank, but you had several of them. And suffice it to say, I was, you know, posting anonymously, uh, basically lurking in the background, watching a few people who made Fantasy Tour the best place for fish fans. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it was it was so fun. Mid two thousands, I think it was the best place. I mean, it was the, it was the best website on the internet. Absolutely, it was incredible. And and so people that are unfamiliar with fantasy tour uh you create a name for yourself and it's often not your actual name and could you please start scott by telling us what your fantasy tour name was yeah my fantasy tour name is 62294 <laughs> so there's two dates there's two dates in my life right where huge bifurcation in my life one is when i was born and the other one's 62294 <laughs> And I, I used to have I used to have anniversaries, but I've been divorced twice, and so I don't think about those anymore. So there used to be four. Now there's two. Yeah, it's a, it's a very important it's a very important date for me. That's incredible. And Scott, so I'm I'm from Ohio. I went to Ohio State um, a little bit after oh. this show. Um, in I started in '97, but um, are are you from Ohio? Yeah, I grew up in a place called Barnesville, Ohio, which is what a lot of my stories are about. You know, it's kind of a right. 
coal mining town in Eastern Ohio. And then I, uh, yeah, I went to Ohio State for a very long time. I didn't, because I suck at jobs. I didn't want to really work. So I just stayed in school. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was in, I was at Ohio State pretty much from 83 until about 96. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I think when we were well, together for... I think yeah. when we were together for several days, we must have talked about this at length, but I'm glad that we talked about it again now because, you know, we, we have some Ohio State Ohio State links. Um, but this, I mean, this show, you know, there was no one else we could have on this on this episode um, because <laughs> it's your name and it's the most important date in your life besides the day you were born, which is really, <laughs> really, really sad. Yeah, I would have been pissed off. I would have been really pissed off if somebody else was sitting here right now. Especially if they <laughs> argued with the fact that this was a top five show of all time, which oh, we're, yeah, gonna, yeah. we're anybody talk that about. argues anybody that argues is not a top five, you know, I don't really think they know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we get into the, the show, um how what was your fish journey like up to this point? How many shows had you seen? Okay. Like, where was this in your fish journey? Okay, so this is my first show. Okay. Oh. So let me let me give you some background here because I think it's important to, to my state of mind at the time, right? So, so I was in graduate school in mathematics. So I was, I was studying to get my PhD, and I had uh, fellow classmates. Um, you know, we we all were there through the '80s and stuff. And Tom will know. You know, he's my age, pretty much. Um, you know after getting used to all of the music from the 60s and 70s and even going to college and diving deeper into those catalogs, the 1980s just was a desert of music, right? Like there was pretty much MTV and it just, everything sucked, okay? Like um, even all of our favorite bands, you know, Yes and Genesis and all these bands ended up sucking in the 80s. Like every, everybody who loved sucked in the 80s. You know, they all sold out, you know, started playing to 14 year olds on MTV. So. It was really just a horrible time and, you, and there was no internet. You couldn't, it was really difficult to discover music. So we formed a group, uh, you know, we had a big office uh, in graduate school at Ohio State, um, all a bunch of PhD math guys. And we formed a group where what we would do to discover music is we would just go out, say once a month and buy some, something random in a, in a record store, right? R random CD, just pick it up. Anything interesting, We'd bring to the group and we'd have a listening party and all that kind of stuff, right? And we tried to like so much stuff. I mean, we kept finding weird stuff. And, you know, we tried really, really hard to find stuff. And one day, spring of 94, I picked up Picture of Nectar, okay? And I listened to that. And I had to listen to it again because I was like, man, this is some good stuff. Like, and I immediately thought Frank Zappa, right? And I knew a bunch of my other guys liked Frank Zappa. So I took it in and we all loved it. So then we're like, all right, what else they got? And then we got Junta. We loved it even more. Like, oh my God, this, this we're, we're discovering a band here, right? Band we love. So, and then we found out they're coming to Columbus and they're going to play at Vets Memorial. So we immediately, all right, let's check these guys out. This is our chance. You know, just a couple of weeks, we'll get it. So we got, we got three tickets. I think it was like, seventh maybe tenth row right in the center you know because and um then we got hoist <laughs> okay so we get hoist and we're like oh no oh no you thought they sold out like <laughs> we, MTV. We, thought, we thought oh my god we're catching this band too late <laughs> like it's already they're already selling out right and and, and no offense tom you know but like, right. no offense i mean I, they they did for one thing on that album they don't play those songs like you know, they, they ended up playing those songs, right? Like Down With Disease and, and Wolfman's Blood. But we heard, 
we've heard um, sample in a jar. We thought, oh my God, great. We're going to go, we're going to go. And this is going to be sample in a jar. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we go to this show. Now, this is the first and last time I was ever sober at a fish show. <laughs> uh, you know, like, because uh, my, my classmates didn't drink, they didn't smoke, they didn't do anything. So, you know, I didn't want to feel out of place. So we go to this show. Now, What's really important to understand is that one of the guys that's with me to see this show, his name's Randall. He's six ten and a half. Okay. <laughs> and not only is he six ten and a half, but he's like, he's he's not even proportioned correctly. So his <laughs> all legs. So like when you're sitting down at a meal with him, you'd swear he's the same size as everybody, right? His torso is about the same. He's got a short neck like everybody, you know. <laughs> but he is like, so when he stands up, he just shoots up. Okay. And so and not only that, but he looks, he's got this, he's one of the smartest guys I've ever met in my life. Like, he's, he's really, really smart. He's, he's a great and famous mathematician today. Um, he works with Terrence Tao, for instance. Um, so he, he has that's this RJ's, very, That's oh, RJ's favorite uh, mathematician, I should oh, say. It is? Okay. Top five, top five at least. <laughs> top five, you think? Oh, good, at least you're in the top five there. At least you got that top five list correct, RJ. So, so anyway, so he, uh, he has this very stoic look about him, kind of arrogant, kind of a little bit arrogant, but very stoic. You know, it's hard to really get an expression out of the guy. All right, so now we go to this show. So imagine what Trey's seeing, right? There's a sea of heads, all about the same height, and then there's this one torso head sticking up out in the middle of the audience, way <laughs> above everybody else, right? This is what Trey sees. Okay. So, so during the show, during the first set you know trey keeps and and randall has this habit of taking notes right so he's got his little notebook and he's like he's observing the show and he's like writing stuff down right that that was that was the thing that trey got mad at um david steinberg for he would sit there writing notes yeah so trey's seeing this trey's seeing this and like in between songs you know you'd see him push his glasses up and kind of look at you know i was like (laughs) i'm I didn't want to say anything to Randall. I'm like, you know, I think you're kind of annoying the, the lead guy there. I didn't know his name. <laughs> it just seemed a little bit annoying. You know? But Randall didn't notice. You know, I just kept going. First, yeah, it was great. You know, it, like we, we, you know, I'd only heard those three albums or the stuff. You know, I'd never heard Maze. Um, you know, I'd never heard some of these songs. But a lot of them I'd heard. And then, you know, it gets to the second set. And they open up with, um, which they, in the 90s, it was early 90s, they opened up with a lot which was 2001, right? Great way to open a set, right? It's really bold, right? Open up this set. And then they go to a mic song. And the thing, that I don't think there'll ever be a video of this show. Even if they have one, you won't be able to see anything. The reason why is because Kuroda did something very genius, okay? So he turns on, he turns on the, the, the fog. Smoke. And he turns, the smoke. Turns on the smoke and he turns on the strobe and he left it on for 10 minutes. I mean, like, this is not just a small effect. This is, like, for 10 minutes. So, so it's, it's strobing, right? And they're they're playing, you know, they're, they're playing this Mike's thing. You can't 
Now the, the pressure, the pressure in the, the auditorium, you know, it's a, it's an old theater. So it's kind of, it's got a boundary where it looks like a movie screen. Right. Yeah. And in fact, it looked more like a movie screen because the pressure, the air pressure was such that it was holding that smoke in a perfect. So it's all you could see was this movie screen. <laughs> you can, can't even make out the band. And this, and all you're seeing is people dancing, you know, in a, you know, strobe. <laughs> okay. They're all just doing this, you know? <laughs> So listen, listen to you got to you got to listen to this with this in mind, okay? That this is why it's so this is why they got weird. It's because it was weird as hell, right? So back then, instead of using the trampolines for yam, they used to use them for mics. So the, the fog kind of dissipates just a little bit up at the top, and they're they're the only time you really could make them out, you know, when, when it's strobing was when they're down low or up there high. But there was so much smoke, fog down below, you couldn't see them down below. So it looked like they were hanging in the air, <laughs> like this. And all you saw was these stationary dudes playing, like in the air. Because That's the strobe we, froze them up in the, the air. Was hitting just perfectly. Like, oh my god! Okay, I mean, it was like, what is going on here? <laughs> okay, so it keeps going, and you know, then they start. They start to go into simple, still strobing. I didn't know it was simple. You know, I'm just hearing this great music. And then um, they're, they're doing that, and then they switch right out of that, and they go, and, and I think Mike played it first, the first riff of Midnight Rider. Oh, so yeah. now it's, you know, you know, they're playing to that, right? Still strobing. And then they sang Catapult to it. Saying catapult. Yeah, they sang catapult to this Midnight Rider riff, right? And you can't see the band, right? It's just, and it's still strobing, okay? Was Randall so, thinking of leaving? Like, like no, like, no, no, he was, no, he, he was loving it. He was oh, loving okay, it. okay. So now it, it goes, you know, right after that, it goes back into simple. And, you know, they sang this, this simple. And then right when the simple starts dropping down, like it, it gets really raucous and then all of a sudden it drops down right when it's dropping down, those strobes stop. And now there's just this dissipating fog and you're, and they're going, and you still can't see them. Okay. And you're, and you're hearing, you know, you know um, uh, Achilles. bebop and bim bong, the sky oh, yeah. ball, oh, yeah. and scotch paper, he says. So you, I want everybody to listen to this. And he says three times earlier in the thing, you know, sky balls and scratch paper. And he's, and like, he's moved, now he's moved the mic out in front. So now you can see only him. Okay. And now there's a spotlight on him and he's looking right at Randall. Oh, yeah. who's writing on scratch paper? I see. Yeah. Now, to start this set, he had said, he had said, first quarter, <laughs> Houston by Bob. And the reason he said that is because Houston was playing the Knicks, like in the in the NBA Finals. Okay, and Randall was wearing a Houston Rockets jersey. 
because that's all he ever wore was jersey with a t-shirt with basketball jerseys. And since Houston was playing, he played, he had that on. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he says Houston by five. And then he's like, he starts going in, he got scratch paper. And then he starts saying, you can be Kareem, Akeem, any of those people. And he's looking right at Randall, right? He was like, he's this much above everybody. He had a Rockets jersey on, right? <laughs> and he just starts yelling at him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he's like, you know, you might think your life is okay. Oh, because it, it went into the Iculus. Yeah, it's in the Iculus yeah. now, right? Yeah. But he's yeah. yelling yeah. at Randall. He, I mean, he's looking right at Randall and he's yelling at him. <laughs> You can, he goes, you might be standing on top of your skyscraper, right? <laughs> he's, up, he's up to here, right? You might be standing yeah. on top of your skyscraper. And then, he, then he's like, okay. Um, then he gets into the whole Akeem, you know, Kareem, any of those people, right? And then he starts, you know, ranting off. And then all, he said, all of a sudden he just says, he says, and he points at Ram. He goes, you might think your life was okay, but you're wrong. <laughs> and he goes, you're all wrong. <laughs> And right then, Randall starts laughing. He just absolutely... <laughs> so Trey finally got him? Trey got him. He it, was totally a battle of, it was a battle of wits? Absolutely. He, totally, he won. Trey, I remember Trey, in the background, I listened again to this Iculus, and I was thinking, if this was my first show, that my head would have actually exploded. <laughs> I heard uh, Fishman in the background, like, supporting Trey, like, yeah. what? Yeah. Do you think, you're too, you think you're too good for the book? Yeah, yeah you think you're too good for the book. <laughs> Oh my I God. mean, it's there, right? So then, and trades like yelling. I mean, it's so it's it's great. It was uh, like, and then yeah. and then and then it backs out, and then it goes back into simple, right? Yeah. And then when it right when it gets back into mics, the strobes come back on. Oh my God! Right, and it's like just to remind us, okay, what that was about, right? So it's like they do that, and now we're into hydrogen, which is a relief. You know, wow. I didn't know. I never heard it before. It was beautiful, like slow, like oh, I thank God, right. <laughs> And then, you know, to, to finish out, then we got, we got, you know, um, Avino Makino and we got, but the best fluff head I've still ever heard. And then the, a fantastic Jesus left Chicago. And then to end now, my head has just been blown completely off. Right. Like, like my face still isn't right. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I had, I did this the whole time. Right. Like just, that show gave you and, pink eye. I heard. It, yeah. Probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. So, um, so the end of the set was sample in a jar and it became my, it instantly became my favorite song. I mean, he completely owned me. <laughs> like I got completely owned. How dare I, how dare I say anything about sample in a jar? They right. ended with, like, it was like one giant joke. And I mean, I love that song now. Thank you for that song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's an amazing, Scott. That's incredible. And, and also, I, I mean, I've seen Trey uh, fixate on people before, but never like that. That sounds, un <laughs> that, that sounds outrageous. Well, like I tell you what, at some point, you know, you, you, I'll, I'll send you a picture and you'll see <laughs> what he was, what he was, what he was, you know, there's, he's just got this face that really, you know, 
I mean, I'm tall, six, 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 and I feel like I stand, you know, yeah. a full head above most of the crowd. Yeah. This guy, six yeah. ten. When I shake hands with someone who's six ten, and I have, I'm looking up. So this guy oh, must yeah. have just been a monster. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> I mean, that's what to God. It was just a sea of heads, and then there he is, right in the middle. He should not get a ticket right in the middle, okay? First of all, that's bad. Like, don't sit right in the middle, man. Like, you're blocking a lot of people. Well, we're going to – so, Scott, we got to talk more about the music, but but first let's, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about some of these particulars. And we are back. Okay, Scott. We were talking before we before we recorded about this about the show. So you you mentioned. I mean, there's so many awesome elements of the show. The the maze, the stash, the what else? I mean, the first set, the llama. I mean, okay. I think so th- this I, I is think a great top, show. Yeah, top versions are definitely maze. I, I you know I'll put that maze up against anybody's maze. Mm-hmm. The fluffhead, absolutely, I'll put that up against anybody's. And Mike's Mike's has Mike's has been like. Like, I don't even want to hear mics now, right? Like, <laughs> like I, I'm so disappointed in just about every mic. Now, one, one that got close to getting me there was, was uh, 1230.99, you know, the, the day before the, the New Year's thing. That okay. was close, but it wasn't, <laughs> just wasn't this. You know? I mean, that was, that's a good one. But I think there's, a, there's slight attendance bias here with the mics because <laughs> we had, yeah. you know, you got, a, you got some... 20 minute versions in, in 97, especially the Philly 97, 12 to 97, which is incredible. There's the, and then more recently you got like the return of the second jam from Nashville in 2015. I oh mean, God, we, come on, get real. Listen, I'm, I'm real. Listen, I'm getting, I'm as real listen, as I can be right now. At, you're, you're a, you're a, you're a size queen. <laughs> <laughs> you are, do you like, you're, you all, you love that length, man. That's, that's what, you know, you look at length. Like, dude, there's nothing. Look, nothing, nothing is as raucous and as agile as this. You know, this, this, that's what this has. This, this is true improv, right? Like, like going, going long and 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 playing around and searching and finding something. That's one thing. Like every single note had purpose. I'm yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of with Scott, and that's one of the reasons that I love the the fish of today as much as I do is because like, it seems like they arrive and we've talked about this and, and HF pod talks about this. They arrive at a complex, amazing part of a jam much sooner with less experimentation simply because fish is better at being fish than they ever yeah. have been. They keep getting better at being fish. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, right. and so I, I enjoy the conciseness of, of jams. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't need a jam to be 20 minutes plus. Well, when you get one, it's pretty fucking amazing, though. I was at a lot of the shows you're going to cover from here on. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I never really got completely jazzed until Clifford Ball, right? Mm. Like that that sort of second to last set at Clifford Ball, right? That that was amazing, absolutely amazing, right? Let me. I I was at I was at eleven, twelve, ninety four, you know, with the Great Hood and. You know, I, like I can list a bunch of these shows. I, I was at these shows in 97. Yeah, so it's not attendance bias so much. Okay. You know, it's like, I just love that, the energy of young guys really trying to impress a theater audience. Yeah. yeah. You know, they were, you could tell they were really wanting to impress people. 
That is the amazing, that thing, that comes through, that aspect in the 90s. Like when I go back and listen, I realize I'd forgotten like something about the entertainment quality or something about slightly smaller audience. You know, you're not in a stadium. There's something important about some of these theater shows. and, And that might be it, Scott. I think you're right. Let me turn the mic around and interview RJ for one second. Uh, Scott told us that his peak is clearly the mics. How about you, uh, RJ? Well, yeah, I mean, I think if you consider this as the, like, I'm not even sure I would consider the mics a mic song because it, it's just part of this whole adventure yeah. of the set. I mean, the, the whole show, I, I think on one hand, you could take any spring, summer 94 show and you get these intense llama maze stash. And, yeah. and the sets are just cohesive, start yeah. to finish. There's no... There's no down point. Even the scent of a mule, which is probably my least favorite fish song, is is pretty good. They're like they're on, you know. But this second set, I mean, it's you know, it's similar to the Bomb Factory, right? In terms of all the segues and the teases and going back and into. But I think it's I think it's more cohesive than that. And I think it's a better listen than that, you know. I mean, I do think the 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 catapult, simple, Iculus, simple back into mics is just. It's just amazing. I can play that. Here's the thing. I can play this for non-fish fans. They love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the Iculus is so outrageous. Them yelling. It's so outrageous. I mean, Trey's, so Trey's yelling so loudly <laughs> and just screaming. I mean, it's and really way, it is the best, amazing. It's, the, it's by far the best Iculus. Let's, let's just get there. Like... I mean, there, there's so many moments in the show, but I do think you have to consider it as a full set. You know, like I don't think there's even a moment because even the the man who stepped in yesterday and the in back into the like digital delay loop into Fluffhead. I mean, the whole thing, except for the big ball jam, which I never really understood why that existed. It's, Besides it's that, it's just a, it, it's a fishman showing up. You know? It has to be live. Um, yeah. But the, the whole thing is just such an amazing group uh, and it's such an amazing experience. I think Scott, it's awesome. Scott, you touched on something, and this is uh, actually we're going to have to put our um, Osiris uh, research team to work to see if there's something here. But um, you reminded me of of this thing that that happens every now and then when fish is playing, and then something else is happening in the world concurrently. Uh, yeah. and, and the most famous one is probably when OJ was on yeah. the run yeah, and they were right before this. Yeah. yeah a couple of days before. Yeah. Crazy. And they're like, run OJ run. And now uh, I remember even like Brad coming to the mic and announcing some score. And because I know nothing about sports, uh, it, it meant nothing to me. And yet, like, I'm wondering, is there, when fish is doing something and something else bigger arguably is happening in the world, does fish always step up their game and have an amazing show? That's something for our research department to That is that is a good, yeah. Look look for peaks and try to see why there's a peak. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, in the cavern, I forgot about this. I listened to this in the cavern. At the end he announces the score again. Now who won? Uh the Rockets, I believe the Rockets won. It was at the third quarter of He said this, it was up by five. 
Well, no, at the at the beginning, he says, first quarter, Houston by five. Oh, oh, oh. Clearly a setup for what Randall was wearing, like right. the whole Team Shalim story right. and his thing. Right? <laughs> but then at the end, at the end at Cavern, it's a third quarter, and he says, Nick's 60, Houston 63. Oh. At the very end of the show. Yeah. That's a good game. Yeah. And a good show. I remember who won. I don't think I cared who won. <laughs> no, it sounds like it. I won. Sounds like it was you won. You won exactly. Yeah. You won. You won, Scott. It's yeah. amazing. Thanks, man. Thank you, Scott, for being here. Yeah. yeah. RJ, any any final words? I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, you know, I hope we did this justice, Scott, because I think all the points you made about the this the importance of this show are. You know, I hope we did it justice because I think you're right, and it was it was so fun to go back to. All um, I want, I don't know, all I want people to go away with is I want them to imagine while it's playing that entire mics up till basically up until Icula starts is strobe light. Yeah. And that That's is cool. and that it's is, so effective because your brain just gets used to it. It's insane. It's, it's insane. insane. I've been, I've never seen a 10 minute version of that, but I've no. seen even a three minute version and it's enough. It's like, uh, you know, about <laughs> yeah, to become you past that three minutes. You get past that three minutes and suddenly you become part of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I'm like right on the edge of a seizure. Right. Cause like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's exactly where a fish wants you <laughs> <laughs> right on edge of a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I, actually, it's not a bad place to be. <laughs> I want to say, um, I want to say just real quick for those of you listening or watching, give us feedback on, on, you know, social media or whatever, because Scott and I had a conversation about whether this is a top five fish show of all time. And this and I'm not, not even a debate. Well, Scott Scott, um, back in the day on on Fantasy Tour, and now hundreds of shows have happened since you probably did one of these surveys, Scott. Um, but well, I mean, uh, there's there's annually there's a top five, and everybody, okay. And I guarantee you, I think Four <laughs> has more mentions in top fives than any other show. And I think the only show that comes close to it is Six Eighteen Ninety Four. What? Are, not Big Cypress. Uh, it's not considered a show. Like that's not fair. Like big. By the way, the plane, the plane's not even close. Like, what? Wait, 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 wait. How is how is Big Cypress not a show? What is it, dude? You can't you can't take a twelve hour thing and compare it to like a forty five minute set. Are, like, are there any other are there any other shows that aren't shows? Just while we're thinking about this, just so we know what's off the table. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, take a whole weekend of a thing. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't. This is like not fair. You know, a festival is not a show. Let's let's be real. Wow. All right. Have, okay. Well, that changes things. The rankings because there's too there's too many other things going on. Okay. All right. Well, top five if you stack the rankings like Scott does. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna call it. Uh, uh, listen to this show. Make sure you um, you know imagine the strobing lights. Close your eyes uh, and listen to that Iculus and think of a guy that's taller than you can imagine, thin, <laughs> tall, standing in the middle of the room, and and uh, you know Trey's focused hard on him, and then you'll sort of get an idea of what happened. Thank you, Scott. Have you ever, for, seen, have you ever seen Lurch from the Adams Family? That's what he looks like. That's him. That's <laughs> he's amazing. Okay, Scott. Scott, this this was awesome. Thank you so much for the the, the stories are just fantastic. So that, thank you. 
That's it for us today. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, RJ. And thanks to everyone out there in podcast land for joining us. Remember to review and subscribe wherever you listen or watch. And we'll see you in a few days. And until then, blaze onward. And read the book. Read the book. Read the fucking book. Thanks so much, guys. Osiris. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same so if that sounds cool you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com and i'll see you there hey there i am johnny christ from avenge sevenfold and i've got a podcast called drinks with johnny you're gonna want to check out i sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life from professional wrestlers to actors comedians fighters musicians Everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.